My guest today is senior editor Phil Kohler. My name is Charlie Hall, in for Justin McElroy. You're listening to Polygon's Quality Control. Thanks for stopping by today, Phil. I appreciate you taking the time. Thank you for having me. Resident Evil 7. This yes. is this is like one of the first very big releases of 2017, is it not? Probably the first, yeah. I, I would say um, there have been a, a few releases in January, but this is a this is the first like major AAA franchise big big thing. You were pretty enthusiastic about this game, and you got me really enthusiastic about this game. But the review actually started out with a discussion of Resident Evil 6. What made that game, as you put it, so wildly out of touch with its own fan base? Yeah, so I also reviewed uh, Resident Evil 6 when it came out in, uh, let me double check here, 2012 is when that came out. And uh, the, the big issue... With Resident Evil 6 is... So Resident Evil, of course, it's a, a survival horror series. Um, but it's kind of changed throughout the years, right? Uh, as it's grown. Um, and, and particularly with Resident Evil 4 was where there was this kind of switch over from... The focus being on horror to, to more of a focus on action. And that ended up being good. Like, it, 4 was very good. Resident Evil 5 was also, I thought, pretty fun. A little more co-op focused. Uh with Resident Evil 6, it went 100% in the action direction. Um, horror was almost entirely gone. It was this globe-trotting, huge adventure with uh, four different campaigns set in different parts of the world. Um, you know, tons of explosions, like war-torn areas. Um, and all of that, not only did that lose the sense that it was a Resident Evil game, which, you know, is is bad enough in itself but on top of all of that it just wasn't well designed it, it didn't seem like the people who were working on it actually knew how to make that type of game and to make it successful so what makes resident evil 7 so much more intimate though uh so they have they have gone in a basically the exact opposite direction um where resident evil 6 went huge and bombastic and epic Resident Evil 7 pulls back, and it says, let's go back to our roots. The original Resident Evil, of course, just took place in this single mansion, and then you kind of explore this huge mansion and discover all these areas around it. Resident Evil 7, sort of similar to that, you're in one house, uh, the Baker residence, in, uh, in the bayous of Louisiana, and you're kind of just exploring that area, uh, the house and the areas around it. And... It, I mean, it, it's telling this story that, at least at first, is completely disconnected from the rest of the Resident Evil universe. It's just, you're you're in this house kidnapped by this strange, you know, seemingly uh, psychotic family. And you have to kind of figure out, just explore and figure out what's going on and how or if you can escape. Another one of the changes, though, and it's it's been talked about a lot in the press here, is they're going from this... You know, this weird third-person thing that they've always done in Resident Evil games to a strict first-person perspective. How how was that experience playing in first person? 
Uh, I found the the first person actually to be quite good in Resident Evil Seven. It was it's a change that, as you say, it's been talked about a lot. It's very controversial. A lot of fans viewed that change as uh, basically as a way of Capcom moving further away from the franchise. Um, I think it's actually kind of the opposite. Uh, that change ends up making it feel more true to Resident Evil than it has in a long time. Um, that previous change I talked about in Resident Evil 4 when they moved more to action. In the older Resident Evil games, they had it, it's always been third person, but they had these uh, sort of set camera angles, and you would just view the scene from whatever, you know, wherever the camera was placed by the game's director. Um, and then in, in Resident Evil 4, they switched to a third person view where you have control of the camera. Um, and that gave you a lot more, a lot more ability to see your surroundings and to, it, it honestly removed some of the scare, I feel like, because you had more control over what you could see and when, um, by shifting to first person, it actually sort of emulates that, uh, camera stuck in one spot, uh, because you have a limited perspective, right? You can only see what's in front of you and the game implements a turning radius that's very slow um you you can't just like i mean you can actually flip around uh with a quick turn but it's it 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 takes a while to figure out what's behind you essentially um so your your perspective is limited and that means you're always you always have this tension of is there an enemy hidden is there something coming for me just out of sight? When I always, uh, I always in, have enjoyed the Resident Evil franchise, but traditionally it's not actually been a game that I can comfortably control my character in. Like I literally couldn't play it. <laughs> to experience these games, I used, to, I, re I remember in high school, I'd go over to my buddy's house, Mike, and he would play the game, and then I would watch him and help him participate in it. Being in first person sounds like something that I can personally get a little more into. I think what you're talking about is that the old games used these tank controls, right? Yeah. This is what we call them, tank controls, where, um, you know, turning left and right turns your character's uh, direction that they're facing, and then, and then, uh, pressing forward moves um but so you have to like turn your character and face them in the right direction before moving it. and it's very awkward but the the interesting thing is that in first person that's essentially the same thing you're doing right um well you're yeah. essentially still using those tank controls it just feels so much less awkward in first person because it's what we're used to from first person games um and it's another one of those ways in which resident evil 7 you know initially may not look like an old-school Resident Evil game, but it, it captures the vibe of old-school Resident Evil games. Oh, so I'm, I'm, I'm definitely into that. Yeah, it was, it was almost like piloting a little robot around yes, <laughs> back in absolutely. the day. And now, yeah. now it sounds like it's, it's going to be a little more comfortable for folks like me that are, that are more into first-person controls. But the game also makes a big departure in embracing this new VR tech, the PlayStation yes. VR headset you had some experience with that as well. Yeah, and to be clear, um, the VR mode in the game is only available on the PS4 version um, with the PlayStation VR. If you're playing on Xbox One, obviously there's no VR on Xbox One at all right now. And if you're playing on PC, um, you cannot do VR with any of the, like with the, the Rift or Vive or any of that stuff. Um, it is, at least for the moment, only available on PS4. Um, I did play some of the VR mode. Uh, I have to admit, I'm not like the biggest VR expert, 
uh, and and I honestly, after playing for about 15, 20 minutes in VR, I got very dizzy. <laughs> um, it's it's one of these weird things where you know you're using the controller to move your character forward. You're not moving forward, obviously, um, because you're in this confined space, my bedroom in this case. And uh, the 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 sensation of my character moving forward, but me standing still, was very disorienting for me. Um, and especially especially when I would like go up and down stairs, mm-hmm. um, it was very very strange. But uh, that said, I do think it's pretty cool. I think there is something. The game has a very creepy atmosphere, obviously, and. There's something about like putting on the PSVR headset and being fully immersed into that atmosphere and not able to like, you know, to to just look around and see like, oh no, I'm still in my bedroom. Um that definitely adds something to it. Um I think it's worth if you have a PlayStation 4, if you own a PSVR, it's absolutely worth te- testing this out for yourself. Um and the nice thing is that Capcom makes it really easy to test. Uh VR mode is just like it's in the options menu. You can flip it on or off anytime you want. What? So you could be in the middle of the game, flip on VR mode for like 15 minutes, decide you're done with it, flip it back off. It's like Capcom essentially realized like VR isn't, you know, some people get get exhausted from using VR for a certain amount or for too long. Let's make it so that people can easily enter and exit VR mode at will. Um it doesn't you know, it doesn't require a separate save game. It doesn't require like you know, reloading or anything like that. It's, it's super simple. That's really cool. That is, wow. I'm not sure that I've played another VR game that allows you to move so easily between those two modes. That's really interesting. Yeah. I'm sure it was, that this it, is... I was very impressed with it. I think it, it was, I think more than anything, whatever, whatever issues I personally might've had using the VR mode for extended periods. I think that's the most forward thinking part is just realizing that, Realizing essentially that different people react to VR different ways and, and might want to use it for different amount of times, uh, different amounts of time, and uh, and implementing that in the game so it's easy to do that. Well, this is really one of the first great big franchises to come to VR on the PlayStation yeah. on the PlayStation Four. I'm sure that many people's first VR experience are going to be with this game. So I'm glad they make it easy to get in and out. Yes. I've definitely had my own issues with first-person games, Minecraft in particular. Phil, if you get dizzy in Resident Evil Seven, don't try <laughs> Minecraft in VR. I got to tell you. I mean, I got to try it eventually, but uh, but Ugh. I may not spend too much time. <laughs> now, the game did review really well at Polygon, based on your uh, write-up. Uh, th- our editorial staff gave the game a 9, but you did have some uh, issues with the boss fights. Let's talk about these boss fights. Um, sure. How many of them are there in the game, and are they really a big burden? Is it going to push me away? Uh, there's not a ton, and, and I think that's part of the reason that it didn't affect my overall feelings too much. And, and, and another issue is, like... Resident Evil, the series, for anybody who's played a lot of these games, Resident Evil games have always had kind of frustrating boss fights. It's kind of a staple of the series. Um, they always have these bosses who are just kind of huge bullet sponges. And and oftentimes, and this is the issue I ran into in Resident Evil 7, it's hard to tell if you're really having an effect, if you're really hurting the boss. Um, you know, you will you will get put into this area with a boss and it's clear that you have to fight them. But it's hard to say, like, is you know, are my are my pistol shots actually 
slowing this person down? Um, you know, are my shotgun blasts actually helping? Uh, and, and all you can really do is just keep unloading, unloading your ammo. Um, the biggest issue for me, honestly, is just that they break up the, the pacing of the game. Um, the game does this really, has this really great pacing where it goes back and forth between there will be segments where it's relatively quiet and you're just exploring and just slowly, um, gathering items, sort of refilling, refilling your ammunition and your health items. And then suddenly there's a lot more, uh, actual enemies coming past coming after you and uh and combat and it's really intense and that's really fun too um the boss battles kind of break up those two things and uh because these bosses are huge bullet sponges and because they can do a ton of damage you have to get like by necessity the game has to give you a ton of resources before you go fight them so you always know it's coming right um it just it just doesn't feel good mixed into the pacing of the rest of the game well i'm excited to give it a try i know that a lot of other folks out there are yeah i mean the one thing that i will throw out there and you know you've talked about how you're not a big resident evil fan but this has you interested in checking it out finally um the one thing that i think is worth mentioning for anybody who's listening who is in similar shoes to you uh as as i said the game starts off and it feels very standalone um, and I don't want to spoil if there are connections to the greater Resident Evil universe here. But what I will say is that you definitely do not need to have followed the series to play this game. You can jump in knowing virtually nothing about Resident Evil. And you will still be able to understand what's happening in Resident Evil 7. To follow it and to to care about what's going on. So it is very approachable in that sense. Uh, whatever your level of knowledge of the series is. Gosh, well, my guest today is senior editor Bill Kohler. Thanks to you at home for listening today. We've got a lot more on Polygon.com right now, including news on virtual reality's first Oscar nomination and details of Overwatch's first in-game celebration of the Chinese New Year. Until we've got another game to talk about, this is Charlie Hall for Phil Kohler. Thank you for listening to Polygon's Quality Control. Quality Control.